0: Now we're going to see what the Ramchal says. We're going to do a few pages from Adir Bamarom. First page, 186, at the bottom of the page. Okay. That the 6,000 years of history, they are the root for all items and objects, and their times and their laws. So that the years themselves are the creative energies that make everything come out in the universe. So we see, again, time itself is the power that drives and creates and props up experience. The 6,000 years are identified with 6,000 years' worth of packets of energy, of divine energy, of divine power, of divine ability, of divine plan, that when you zoom in on this great mass of 6,000 years' worth of divine energy, you see many branches, you see many subsystems, you see many branches upon branches and systems within systems and possibilities within possibilities that it's not just 6,000 monolithic units of time it's it's a, a massive energy in the shape in the spiritual shape of every particular item that was always destined to come out so you look at one year's unit worth of these 6,000 units of divine energy and you see that within that one year's unit is all the energy of time that would go into a specific bird that would exist in that year. And 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 in and another way you, so to speak, would look at this block of divine energy of time, you'd see that attached to it as a branch was all the time for this human being and that human being and all that he would have to accomplish and all that she would have to accomplish and all that he would go through and all that she would go through and, and this pine cone and this bird and this nation and this government... And this ball and this ice cube. So the 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 shape and the contents of of these six thousand years of energy are literally all the energies for the six thousand years of history for all the particular objects and items and systems playing out in those in that in that time. So we see that within the six the ultimate package of 6 thousand years of divine energy is so many lights so many energies so many powers <speaking in Hebrew> that when you break down this mass of 6 thousand years of energy is it gets broken down into minutes and hours and seconds and moments but not just not just the minute your minute and her minute and his minute and his second and that salamander's minute and that pine cones minute, as we said, <clears throat> time is an energy that goes in, that invests into different times and places and into different creatures, into different receivers, into different experiences differently. <clears throat> the right, we're all living through, um, what is it, June 21st, the huh, longest day of the year, June 21st, 2020, <clears throat> on the Gregorian calendar. But It's 3.16 p.m. Eastern Time right now, where I'm sitting in in Georgia, in Marietta, Georgia. But the minute of 3.16 p.m. on June 21st, 2020, is not the same as the minute that you're receiving. They're different minutes. Everyone's getting a different piece of of the time right now. The universe as a whole is getting its grand minute. But that grand minute that the universe as a whole is getting is splitting off into, into separate canals, separate channels that each person where they're standing is getting that minute a little bit differently. So they're each, everyone, each and every one is getting a different portion, a different channel, a different twig, a different branch of that overall unit of time that it is investing into their system, into their body, into their experience. Okay, next point is the next page, 187. That all the occurrences and actions and powers and experiences that are caused by each of these moments, it causes a different action in the whole universe. In all the lights, it means that from one minute to the next from one second to the next the whole universe the whole spiritual universe as a whole is getting a whole completely different minute In that great powerful minute which is the life force of the whole universe for that minute the minute itself is the life force for that minute of the universe that minute that minute drips down and spreads out like water into all the particular channels giving life to all the particular objects and receivers of that minute in their particular ways of receiving a little thread of that minute a little branch of that minute a little portion of that minute into their own vessel but the, the minute as a whole as, it, as it's the entire spiritual power of that minute that is big enough for the, for the whole universe as a whole is changing the whole universe because yesterday was June 20th it was a Shabbos and there was a whole different flow of energy minute by minute coming into the universe changing the whole pattern structure of the universe forever and so now we're having a new flow of time and now it's the next day it's the day after Shabbos it's Yom Rishon After Shabbos, leading up to next Shabbos. And now there are new flows of time coming in, which is again changing up and mixing up the whole state of the space of the universe. And each moment is compounding on the last one and changing in the pattern of what exists and changing it again and changing it again. Yeah. Okay, and the last point we'll just read here. Now we're skipping over to page 198. It's the only full paragraph on the page. Okay. And the way this works is, the way that time is impacting space and upholds space and, and directs space and shapes space. Time is really shaping space. Time is the, is the, is the force which shapes and upholds space into all its different forms. You have space, which is like one ethereal substance of all possibilities. And the time is like moments of like like water, the way water drips into a a plant and turns it into a whole huge tree from a tiny seed. This is the way that time is pouring into our universe and making it take shape after shape and form after form. The space receives the time. Like time is like the water. Time is like the sunshine. Time is like the energy impinging on space and space takes those inputs of time and and shows the power of that time in the shapes and experiences and colors and textures that come out of that space like like a tree growing out of soil this is the way the universe is growing out of the space of out of the space of existence by time flowing into that space of existence by time flowing into that space of existence it pushes out the experience of the universe like an organism growing every item you should know has its own form but you need a power that keeps that form standing propped up and we saw from the last tzaddik the Baal Eretz Tov that that power is time that we said when a person as long as he has time flowing into his body into his system into his experience he's got another minute on earth it's the time itself that keeps him around it's the time itself that literally keeps the form of his soul embedded in and and invested in and installed in his body when the power of time stops flowing into his body that's when his soul passes away and his his body starts to and his body starts to separate and decompose so it's time that ties the form to the substance that ties form to material and keeps the substance alive, keeps the government in existence. Right? When a, and this is very important as well in, in politics, in, in kingdoms, and governmental structures, Hashem has a set time for for when different rulers and different structures of power will be around. When their time is up, they lose their time. They lose their form and, and the, the nation collapses like it like somebody dying and the thing falls apart because it's it's its time is up. So everything is like that. Every system, every experience has its time that keeps it together, that keeps it intact as a system. And when the time is up, it's over. Yeah, and, and, and that's really what time is. Time is the ultimate power that keeps the forms around and, and and it enhances and augments those forms depending on the power and nature of time flowing into that moment. Time itself is the energy that pushes space out into its forms. And that's basically what the Ram call says. He says, the, the, the first thing that was created is the secret of the dust, the secret of the ground. As it says, mean as it says in Ecclesiastes chapter three verse twenty everything comes from the from the ground from the from the dust and everything returns to the dust because the dust is the ethereal space of possibility that's the ultimate substance Shibasi ain't reshito alafar. ma? He says that everything was starting in the idea of the dirt. It's the same way that everything comes out of a seed, or every human being comes from the genetic material of mother and father. Everything is existing in a primordial substance at first. And then the Creator shines His light of power, a certain branch, a certain little particular channel coming off of that great depository that great source that great spring of the 6000 years of time and from that great spring that great source of the 6000 years of time a little a little spring a little creek a little thread a little tiny piece of that great source of 6000 years of time spins out from that source and it and it makes its way and it winds its way down into creating a human being born in 1987, I was born in 1987, or a human being born in, in the Middle Ages, or a tree that's, that's growing in the 1500s, the time itself is the power that takes everything out of that primordial substance of dust and brings them into shape and form. And we know that when that being, that creature's time is up, that, or that government's time is up, or that king's time is up, or that kingdom's time is up, or that, or that intellectual movement's time is up. So its power of time is it, um, now slips up and away back to where it came from. And whatever human beings did with the time they had literally means, he's saying in this piece, that the time you're given, you can, with your free will, Shape it and use it or not. Or misuse it. And however you literally used your time, thats that expression. Did you waste your time or did you use your time? Because your time was your life. Your time was your source of existence. Your time was what was keeping you around. Your time was what was propping you up and keeping your body intact and giving you form. And giving you experience. And what you do with your time is that the time came into your body minute after minute, year after year, day after day. And what you did with that time when it was lent to you, when that time was lent to you, like the creator gives us, he says, here's a minute. I'm going to give you this minute. And then when the minute's over, I'm taking it back. And when I give you this minute, I want you to make something beautiful with that minute. I want you to, I want you to create a beautiful artwork with this minute that I'm giving you. The minute's coming down from my source of existence from the mouth, ma- from my mouth, so to speak, that speaks all things into existence. That time is coming down from my mouth that speaks all things into existence. And it's a little trickle of it. It's coming down into your zone. And then you take that minute. And what are you going to do with that minute? And whatever you do with that minute, say you do a mitzvah, God willing, you give some charity. You say a nice thing. You put your signature on that moment you put your stamp, you put your shape of what you did with that moment, literally, what the motions you made with your hands and your mouth and your facial expressions and the words you said, they're all recorded. They're all stored. They're all impressed upon that moment. Very, very deep. You're, you're literally pressing your actions of what you do with that minute onto that minute and when the minute's over, guess what? It goes back to where it came from. But with the shape and the in the picture and the and the impression of what you did with that minute. If you did something ugly with that minute, God forbid, it comes back up to the creator. As messed up, as dirty, as smudged by your negative action. If you did something beautiful with that moment, it comes beautifully formed beautifully decorated with your beautiful mitzvah. That's what the Kabbalists talk about. They say that the actions of the righteous create jewelry for the Divine Presence. Literally, it means that they say that our mitzvos adorn the Shechina, that we are adorning the Divine Presence. That's what it means. When you do something beautiful with the moment of time that spiraled down and trickled down into your zone, into your space, and gave you existence for that minute and Kept you situated and alive and not decomposing in your zone. That minute was Giving you life. It was the power of your life in that minute If you do something beautiful with that minute you create an adornment you create a jewelry for Hashem's revelation for his honor for his ultimate expression in the world and and One of the main points of this Ramkal piece is, even if we can't see right now the collective effect of all those adornments that we made when we decorated those moments and made them beautiful, still we will, we will see them. And by creating adornment after adornment, jewel after jewel, with the moments that are treasured into our hearts and into our zone that we did, hopefully God willing, A good thing with every moment, we thought about the Creator, we yearned for the Creator, we spoke kind words, we learned Torah, we we prayed, whatever it is, did kind act, did charity. The collective effect of all those adornments that we put on the very moments that kept us alive, they collectively add up, and we cash it in in the final redemption. So, Be'er HaShem, I saw a gem of Torah today. (coughs) from the Lashem, Chush Church of Malato, Khalkhalov, Church of Zion Madorkama, Simonov O Yud He says Ach inye me bioro, ki hine iya sharashum or latseit mishor show likalot no majerol de shem v'natsmo. Imlo al yedei zevul de bkinat da darka nova. Shva shorash. Kamo shektavnu, ki okay So, there are so many lights, so many potential powers that the Creator has stored up in His ultimate heavenly place that are the potential sources of energy that He thought up that would be activated across the 6,000 years of history to push out object after object, event after event situation after situation. which means that in the root of existences, in the place of the creator's holy powers that he's thought up for this universe in particular, there's a system of ten basic energies, ten basic spherot, that repeat in an infinite recursion over and over and over so there are 10 basic energies but inside of each one there's 10 and inside of each of those 10 there's 10 and inside of each of those 10 there's 10 and inside of each of those 10 there's 10 and inside of each of those 10 there's 10 essentially infinitely essentially infinitely so, even though this is known, and this is the way, this is like the way that the entire structure of a tree is at first included in the seed. That's what we mean when we say that there are energies inside of energies inside of energies inside of energies ad infinitum that's talking about in the root of the potential expression of a tree or the way that the child is first appearing as an energy in the father's brain and in the mother's womb as the egg before conception so yes you have this aspect of the source which is containing energy inside of energy inside of energy in a pool of potential power but it hasn't been expressed yet so yes in a seed yes in the genetic contribution of mother and father to create a baby Yes, in all these types of examples, there is an infinite depth of energy, so to speak, in a, in a very small place or in a place beyond space that's transcending space, it's so small. But that's only in potential. But for any particular iteration, for any particular expression to push out of that source, to push out of that source as expressing a particular branch or a particular twig or a particular fruit or a particular flower blossom or a particular fingernail or a particular hair follicle or a particular eyeball or a particular cell or a particular strand of DNA or a particular bone, etc., There's a necessity that for particular energies to express from these infinitely deep pools of potential expression, that for a particular thread to come out, for a particular expression to come out, requires the concept of a, of a coupling of male and female elements within those pools of energy. So obviously male and female must unite to create a child. But even... What we're saying as well is once the child has been conceived and now he's growing inside the mother's womb and eventually he's born and he continues to grow, it's still the fact that within that self-contained system, there's a concept that he's still, even as he's outside the womb of his mother, he's still inside the womb, so to speak, of the universe. And for him to continue to receive and draw down energy to continue to grow, whether he's literally growing taller or he's growing in his spiritual awareness, there continues to need to be the concept of a union of the male and female energies of the root of his soul, which is the root of all his existence, is the root of his soul. And it means that there needs to be some type of give and take, um, uh, some type of male-female interaction to, to sequester out and, and push out and express a new particular thread, a new particular ray of light from this energy source. And the reason that it's a male-female coupling is because male energy genu- gen- generally represents a flow of expression and a, and a, and a flow of giving versus the female the, cup, the female energy from the root of his soul, which couples with that male expression, is that which gives a boundary and definition. And so there needs to be uh, a binary, a union of binaries, for a new particular expression to be squeezed out from his soul root to iterate as a new, a new pathway of knowledge, a new habit, a new better character trait, a, a new a new word learned in a language requires that he in 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 your root you know everything in your root you know exactly how to act in your root you know all the knowledge in your root you're perfectly developed but to express different iterations of the perfection of your root out into your embedded congealed manifested existence in physical world where you're developing requires that there need to be constant couplings and unions in the root of your soul between the male and female energies which push out a new expression which is the male concept of pushing out and also couples with the female concept of holding back that expression to give it all of its boundaries and definitions and contours and and shapes that's how it works today yeah and the beauty of this is that the whole universe of the six thousand years of time and space is itself behaving according to this system. So just just as by an individual person, we it works. The system that we just described applies to an individual person, or applies to an individual tree, or a company. Or a country, or a nation, it works this way. So we take that same model and we apply it on a grand scale to the whole to apply it to the whole universe of six thousand years. That the whole universe is growing out like a like a tree or a growth in this way as well. That in the world of Atzilut, we're talking about all we the world of Atzilut is truly like the roots of reality, where it's that infinite source of all the power. The way that all the power is contained in the seed. And and we'll continue. So, running out of time. Ha. No pun intended. But the last point that I want to say about the lesson is I just want to summarize what he says. Is that in the beginning the creator took All energies of time and space from the side of creation, from the side of creatures and creations and experiences that would engarb, encase, obscure the direct perception and experience of a moment coming directly from the creator's hand spoken directly from the creator's mouth, so to speak. That's a creation. It's a garment. It's an obs- obscurity. It's, a, it's an analogy to the truth. It's a muscle, it's an analogy. It's something that represents or symbolizes what's actually creating it. The way that a metaphor is referring to a, a, a concept embedded in that metaphor or an analogy is really a covering or a garment which is referring to the thing it's being referred to. There's, in Hebrew, it's called the Mushal and the nimshal. The analogy, you have the analogy and the deeper point it's illustrating or explaining. So the tzedim, particularly of Chabad, teach us that this whole world is one grand analogy. And all of the unfoldings of time and space and all their shape and color and experience and emotion... And ups and downs and so forth. All of those experiences and every facet of those, exper- of those different experiences, they're all like analogies or metaphors. Which are acting as a vessel or a vehicle to express a deeper truth. That the deeper truth is actually driving those experiences, pushing those experiences out into three dimensions. Into our zone, into our, into our awareness. And the whole point of the created world is to act as a filter and a garment of an analogy of a metaphor for what each moment actually signifies. Such that we can never fully grasp the perfect divine infinity of what each moment actually meant until we're done with our process of history and the show's over and then we get to peer behind the curtain of everything that ever happened because everything, as we've been saying, that we ever experience is only on the other side of the curtain of Malchut. It's only on the other side of the parochet. It's only on the other side of the what's called the screen, the masach, the pargod, the tabor. The, the dividing line, the firmament, the rakia. Between the upper and lower waters. Between purely divine expressions of what Hashem is actually doing in the world and the way it pushes through thick curtains and screens and presents itself to us. We're only going to peer behind the curtain when the show's all over. But in the meantime, what pushes out of the curtain, all the shapes that push out of the curtain, is is if we have eyes of a faith, eyes of a Muna, and eyes of, of trust and love and, and fear and respect and awe and, and respect of the Creator, we can glimpse at what he's actually doing, and by traveling backwards in our contemplation, tracing whatever is coming out in our zone, trying to trace it back to the source of, of what is the creator actually doing? What is he actually saying to me right now through so many thick screens and layers? But what the lesson is saying is that all energies of what would be on the others, on our side of the curtain, all of those smashed. All of, the, all of those came out in like a great big bubble. They all tried to come out at once. And and with through the tremendous inability of the vessels of, of existence on our side of the curtain. As those vessels were so undeveloped, so to speak. It's, a, it's, it's thousands of pages and tons of effort to try to understand what that means. And I'm only scratching the surface, if, if anything. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm touching it. Maybe I'm seeing it with my eyes at least maybe seeing it I mean I am seeing it on the page but have I really penetrated what it means no but those vessels of experience could not contain the energy that was being poured in because as we've been saying time time is like the water time is like the water filling a vessel Space is the vessel and time is like the water. And what the creator initially did, this is very deep, pay attention. What the creator initially did is he poured all the water of time, all 6,000 years of the waters of time, the, the the divine waters of time. If water is like a force that pushes out an organism, pushes out a growth, like you put water slowly, drip by drip, into a plant and it grows into a tree. And you don't just dump an ocean, right, you don't dump an ocean... On, on a seed and expect a tree to just pop out. So too. And if you did imagine that it would just overwhelm the, the thing and and and, ex- and explode it. So that the Creator intentionally took the ocean of six thousand years and just dumped it on the on the seeds of existence, completely overwhelming them and causing them to smash apart. Then he pulled the many many of the pieces back together, shaped them back together. And reintroduce those waters of time in an orderly way, thereby allowing the universe on our side of the curtain to start to manifest with order, with structure. Very, very deep. That's the deepest thing in the world. I mean, that's everything. And those are those are really the true meanings of the first five verses of the Torah, where in the beginning, Baral Hina It's in the beginning, of Hashem created heaven and earth, or time and space heaven, time, earth, space. And the, the land, the space, was completely overwhelmed and shattered and became dark and chaos and void. But the spirit of, of, of Elohim, the spirit of the Messiah, was hovering over that, over that disaster zone, that ground zero, ready to fix it. And the Creator said that to be light, and there was light. God said the light that it was good. He saw that it was good to introduce this light slowly and not all at once. And of course, God forbid to say that Hashem made a mistake by initially overwhelming the vessels with, with all 6,000 years of time, energy, all at once. It was absolutely intentional to create space of free will, to make things malleable, to make them soft, to make them malleable to our choice, etc., etc., and and that's everything. So Lazar says you should say those five verses every day. By the way, I believe that. Or. But what we see right now, well, we should might as well just read what the last says. It's worth it. One second. He says. Yeah. Bashio Orote a Pratim shakeshira who a shior rige calls man a Matius Kulo. She's alpha shining the colour prate Matius Kulam. Just like the Ramchal said that we said that the sphere are like ten inside of ten inside of ten inside of ten. Okay, so I keep getting cut off and getting called, But the conclusion is that the creator initially expressed all that time into the energies on our side of the curtain all at once, causing them to explode. And when those vessels of experience fell down in their explosion, little driplets, little droplets of those energies of time, those waters of time, fell down with them, which is extremely, extremely beautiful deep idea which means that <clears throat> after that explosion, after that catastrophe, the creator started to reformat and reshape all those shattered existences, forming ultimately the Garden of Eden. And all the divine processes and, di- and mechanics of creating a male-female coupling of time and space. Which means... That instead of time just blasting in all at once, all 6,000 years, crashing down all at once like a great ocean, crashing into a tiny little seed, it's going to explode. And that's the secret of the flood, by the way. Is too much kindness, too much energy. Sort of. They had that phrase, killing with kindness. Either way. Now (laughs) that the Creator intentionally smashed everything, but He, send all, he sent all the shards <clears throat> of the future contours of experience, of time and space, out into the future, with little remnants, with little droplets of that original energy of, let's say, time, those, those waters of time, the way that water pushes out an organism, so the waters of time push out and express and energize and really create all experience, where, so whereas initially, all of that time was just expressing all at once in one immediate moment, which was totally wild and not able to be held, the Creator did that on purpose. And when everything smashed, so little droplets of that liquid of time, little particles of those, of those energy of creation, those energies of time, which initially expressed all at once, now they were, they were flung out into an ethereal zone of future possibilities, such that when somebody would encounter one of those little droplets of time, one of those little droplets of energy in the year 500 or the year 5000 or the year 5780, i.e., 2020 on the Gregorian calendar, whatever, and he grabs one of those moments and he does, and the Creator gives him that moment and he, and he re-expresses that moment, that that moment was originally expressed as part of the whole. Deluge, the whole flood of the chaos, of the of the explosion, of the initial catastrophe, of the initial shattering of the vessels, of the initial shattering of the universe. But when he recaptures one of those droplets and one of those shards of that original great explosive moment, he takes a piece of that great explosive moment and he and through his mitzvah through his free will choice, he re-expresses those energies into something beautiful, into something orderly, into something coming out in a male and female coupling, which means developing with, with order and with sequence and with a, with a good balance of expression and withholding. And thereby, the human participates in the universe's repentance, that the universe is doing repentance, that the universe initially express itself in an in a inappropriate way, so to speak, in an unorderly way, now a person is helping time, its time and space itself to, re, to, to try again and to express itself this time with order in, in really in 6,000 years rather than the energies of 6,000 years coming out all at once. And thereby the whole universe is doing repentance and through free will, we get, to, we get to participate in what that looks like. Incredible, beautiful, not incredible, but a beautiful idea.